0: Welcome to Blue Bloods College Game Time. A true Blue pod production. Quarterback draw, he's gotta run through him at the first down. Watch out! He's got getaway speed! Touchdown! That game on last night had me sweating. I couldn't believe it. It was college game time, a couple of blue bloods out competing. College game day, Saturdays, mid-time players making plays. All I really need is another weekend, full of back-to-back games, just me and my friends. Man, I love college, college football, I love March Madness, man, I love college. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Bloods College Game Time Podcast. It's your boy, Trey Smith. And it's Brandon Holmes. Man, welcome to Blue Bloods College Game Time Podcast, a podcast for the fans,
1: by the fans. And it was a crazy week nine yesterday. I am not happy. I am I not know you're happy camp Camper, this morning.
0: I know you're all. not. <laughs> I'm not happy. I know a happy you're camper. not. I am teasing. And I know why. <laughs> and I know you're going to get to that. Oh, I am. later in this episode oh i am um, <laughs> but you said it man we are the college sports podcast for the fans by the fans that's what we are we're just two college sports fanatics yes sir uh, you see i'm repping right now i'm not even a baylor guy but this is a very uh that's if you're vintage, watching bro. the video right mm-hmm. now not just listening which you can listen to us on apple or spotify if you just put in yeah. blue bloods we're one of the top ones that pops up. The top, top. ones. That's- but this Baylor shirt I got on, it says 900-pound club. That's a shout-out to my dad. He was a uh, Baylor Bear back in the early 80s, late 70s, won the uh, Southwest Conference Championship in 1981. And this was a very exclusive shirt that was given out to players that I think had a combined total lift of 900 pounds for, like, squat, clean, and bench or something like that. Jeez. Um, Nah, I get Goodness to wear gracious. it, but I'm rocking right. <laughs> it because those Bears, man, they're rolling right now. Man, they're, they're, rolling. Rolling, man. they're rolling. And my they Hogs, we, my Razorbacks were on their bye week, so I figured I'll show some love to the Baylor Bears. But B. Holmes, let's get into week nine, man. What you think?
1: Yeah, week 9, man, you know, I, I think uh, some of you guys who have been following us, if you don't know, man, we just uh, did some stuff. We're partnering with Fish Sports, man. Shout out to Mike Fisher over there on Sports Uncle Illustrated Fish. on YouTube. Uncle Fish, man. Sh- shouting out, showing us some love. So we dropped some of a new segment you can find it every Friday called our Pick'ems. Um, yes. Some of you guys know as our bold prediction, but we kind of switched it over to Pick'ems um, so we can kind of have some diversity amongst the game. And, man... Man, let's just kind of dive into it, man. i pick them. So this, this past week for me, man, I just it's been a bad Saturday of college football for me. It was a bad Saturday. My, my Wolverines lost. Um, and All three of my picks went down. I had mm. Ole Miss over Auburn, um, which is going to be a tough game. I had Kentucky over Mississippi State. And I had our boys down there in Dallas, the Pony Express, SMU over Houston. Mm. And nobody won. Nobody mm. won. No, nobody. Nobody. It was, it was rough, man. It was rough. It was rough.
0: Well, I, on the other hand, had a pretty good day. <laughs> In fact, I was undefeated against the spread yes, uh, Saturday, but the over-under, not so much. Yeah. Because I had Baylor over Texas, which they took care of business. I had Michigan State. And the points over Michigan, and they beat them outright, which I'm not going to say too much about that. I'm not going (laughs) to pour salt on the wound. I'm sure a little bit later here, you've got a whole spiel on that. Um, I had Auburn over Ole Miss, um, which they took care of business in that game. I had a feeling. I had a feeling with Ole Miss going to Jordan-Hare, it just seemed like Ole Miss was going to hit that brick wall eventually, and if those of you that watched the Bull pickem episode we dropped friday which we dropped it at like midnight we're not gonna drop yeah, them that late normally every late again yeah <laughs> we we're having some technical difficulties um so we're gonna work on this week getting that up earlier uh still got some pr- good engagement though so we appreciate those yeah, of thank you, you that guys watched. for supporting it and uh um but anyways i had a feeling uh like i said in that episode that one auburn's seems to be peaking right now at just the right time Yeah, you know they have the new coach new system yeah same dudes though yeah same dudes i mean it's a man
1: and it's crazy yeah they, they had a good team
0: and i just had a feeling that ole miss was gonna hit the brick wall which they did but what's crazy about that game if Lane Kiffin, and I understand he has a philosophy, he has something he believes in, and we've talked mm-hmm. about that like with Dabo Swinney and some other coaches, you respect yep. that. But how many points did he leave on the field? How many points did he leave on the field? Because he won't kick a field goal. Yeah. And I bet if you <coughs> went back and watched that game, particularly just the second half, you could probably find... Enough points that were left on the field that would have resulted in a victory for the Rebs uh, had they just settled for the points in those situations. So, uh, anyways, that was that was number three. What was my other one? Oh, I mean, look, I said if you were feeling <laughs> a little lucky, if you're feeling a little crazy, if you just yeah. wanted to have a little fun, spice up a your razzle Saturday. Dazzle. I said go ahead and take the Tulane and the points over number two Cincinnati and sure enough they covered Tulane was plus 27 um I mean look it ain't like that's just this rocket science you know right type deal but <laughs> I i, I I've, like I said 4-0 against the spread and then I think I missed every single one of my over unders. Michigan State, Michigan, I was under cuz I thought I just knew that was going to be, be a 21-17 game, you know, a grind it out, yeah, fight nah. it to the finish. No, that game was a shootout. Then Baylor and Texas Shoot. and then Auburn-Ole Miss, both those were pretty high scoring games but they didn't cover, they didn't they didn't go over what their point spread whatever their the the over under was for those games, but um that was my week. It was pretty good if you stayed away from the over-under, so I'd highly encourage you to come watch uh, th- c- this upcoming Friday, Friday our uh, our week 10 is what it'll you be, know, our I'm, week I'm 10 just, I'm disappointed
1: in my pickles because all year we've done bowl predictions, and I've been solid. Yeah. I've been keeping up. I've been very solid, and I'm like, the first time we really put it out there, I go 0 oh, for 4. Like, hey, here's
0: what's crazy, too, is... I've been slumping all year on the bold predictions. Yeah. Every bold prediction, I'm coming here going, well, I went 0 for 2, 0 for 3. Right. <laughs> then we switch up the title. We call it a pick and we officially put it up on Uncle Fish's channel, and then boom, like all of a sudden, I'm 4-0 against spread, and you I'm come coming in. back,
1: guys. I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm about to do some mad research this week. It's your bounce-back week. <laughs> Let's okay, do
0: it. well, let's get in, you know, those of you that have been listening to us since day one, since the beginning of this season, to this new podcast we've got, you know our template, we go bold bold prediction, which is now our our our, our bold pick ems. or quick pick'ems, uh, we go our weekend surprise, we go our weekend overrated and or disappointments, and so, B. Holmes, I'm going to go ahead and get my surprise in. Alright, go for it. And it's not the first time I've talked about this team on mm-hmm. this podcast. Um, okay, started talking about them a couple of weeks ago, and in fact, I was talking about them in terms of maybe that they're gonna they, they were due for an upset.
1: Yeah, then you did. they okay, did not
0: yeah. get upset when I thought they would, and then last week I started talking about do we need to look at this team a little bit closer? Does this team mm-hmm. need to start getting a little bit more respect? And dude, that's the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. I yeah. mean, <sighs> didn't see that they're. They're 8 and 0. Oh, okay. They're averaging 43 points per game. And their average margin of victory right now is 19 and a half. So let's wow. let me let me put it to you in these terms. Okay. If the Clemson Tigers right now were 8 and 0, oh, averaging 43 points per game, winning by an average of 20 points, margin of victory is that not a top two probably playoff team they would be number one because i mean they would have beat georgia they'd be number one okay so the ap poll just dropped mm-hmm. okay and now you may be watching this on a on, on a, at a different point in time but as of when this is being recorded i'm pulling it up right now the ap poll and it looks like Wake Forest is 10th. Hmm. Number 10. Now, I'm not saying that's I'm not saying that's even wrong. But what I'm saying is is that if Clemson, who plays in the same conference and I believe the same division, had the same record, the same points per game totals and the same margin of victory totals,
1: yeah, it's a completely different story.
0: Completely different.
1: Completely so different
0: story. Obviously, we've got the uh, first official release of the college football playoff uh, this coming Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Stay tuned because we will be dropping a a Blue Bloods Fish Report video uh, reacting to that on Tuesday night. Um, But I'm curious where Wake Forest is as it pertains to that conversation because it's a Power 5 team. They're undefeated. Um, They beat every team that's in front of them. I'm not trying to say that their schedule is comparable to some of those teams that um, are playing in the SEC right now or. Well, I mean, yeah, big I mean, I, I I, feel like you <laughs> could compare their schedule to a Big 12, but let's see. Yep, yeah, I just don't 10.
1: Um, I don't I'm a big fan. This is where I don't like these polls sometimes because it's the whole reason why we play the game, right? If I'm undefeated, there should be no way another team that's defeated has lost one game should be in front of me. Um, So check at, this
0: out. I don't like that. Check this out. Ranked above them since you brought up one loss teams. I'm looking at Mm -hmm. it right here. We've got, got oh, you got it up. So you got got Michigan, Notre Dame, Oregon, Mm -hmm. Ohio State, and then Bama. But I mean, I'm not going to argue with Bama.
1: (laughs) No, I will because they lost the game. That's why we play games. That's why we play. Like, what's the? To me, it's it's why would we play the? This is my biggest thing with it, right? And people say they get slaughtered. Well, at the end of the day, you can only control what you can control. And the controllables that you can control is win the game. We play the game, I win it. I can't control that the powers that be that are ADs decided to form a conference that is the ACC, that formed a mm-hmm. conference that's the Big 12, that's formed a conference, the SEC. All I can do is win the games that are put in front of me. And if I can't get rewarded for that, then it's like, why are we playing the games? At the end of the day, just create a super league, allow those dudes to play around Robin and, and call it a day. So I'm. I mean, yeah, people say, "Well, Bama would slaughter Wake Forest." Well, Bama also lost the game, so they shouldn't. They should have to work to prove that. Wake Forest shouldn't have to prove that they deserve it um, based upon like fan bias or let's just be real, money bias. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't even think it's a. I would tune in for the. This is why we love NCAA basketball. It's the it's the Cinderella story. It's the underdogs. And yes. I would be – I would I would watch. Like I think about Colt Brennan a couple years ago when Hawaii faced Georgia. It was a slaughter. But you know what? We got to find out. We got to find out could they hang with the big dogs. Same thing with Boise State versus OU. That uh, like – man, it's almost over – it's definitely over a decade ago. We got to find out. That was the beauty of it. Mm. And what did that game give us? One of the greatest college football games of all time, right? That's yeah. what put – um, what's the head coach? Put him on the map. From Boise, you know, it was a great game. So, oh, Peterson, I, yeah, put Peterson on the mat. Like, mm-hmm. I still remember the Ian Johnson touchdown. Like, yeah, that's why the hook we played Yeah, the, the Statue hook and ladder of Liberty to tie play. it,
0: the Statue of Liberty to win it. I mean, what a game! Yeah,
1: what a game. But if we keep doing this thing where it's like, oh, Wake Force will get slaughtered by Bama, well, just tell Bama don't lose.
0: Mm. And I think to piggyback off of that. Let's just say Wake Forest wins out. Mm-hmm. They're 12-0. and 0. They win their conference championship. So they are now an undefeated ACC champion. From the way the polls are looking now, even though it's the AP, and I know it's not the CFP and how they're operating, but I wouldn't be shocked to see a one-loss SEC, a one-loss Ohio State, a one-loss Notre Dame, I wouldn't be shocked to see a couple of teams with one losses in that mm-hmm. college football playoff over Wake Forest, even though to me, Wake Forest's resume at that point in time would absolutely justify them getting a shot to play for in, in the college football playoff. I agree. And I'm curious. I mean, I, I am a little surprised. Man, number 10. They're 8-0. No, they're in a Power 5 conference. Meanwhile, we've got Cincinnati. What were, are they still? Did they drop? Let me look. No, no. Number, number two. two. Number, number two. Ain't no Cincinnati playing in the old uh, American Athletic. And then, of course, <laughs> you got Bama at three. And then the one and only 9-0 and team in the country is number four, uh, which is OU, who I've. I've had some takes early on in the season but man since that quarterback change and the fact that they've been able to win some of these games where it looked like they weren't going to whether it be that Texas game they yep. survived the scare against Kansas who knows I mean they're 3 wins away from Being playing for a conference again. championship and we do have a do have a take on a potential pathway for them to actually enter the college football playoff as the number 1 team it's interesting. I just that Wake Forest team, I'm trying to figure them out. They're putting up points, they're beating teams. Not that they haven't had some close games. Look, that margin of victory is the average over the course of the season. So they've had a couple right. close, you know, field goal type uh type wins, uh, three-point wins and, and whatnot. I'm just saying when you're averaging 43 points per game, you're winning your games by an average 20 points, and you're 8 0 in a power five conference, and you can't get better than number 10. Put some respect on my name. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm using that in my yeah. locker room.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because
0: definitely. that wouldn't that the closest thing I think you could compare. And I know I'm 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 going, you know, in college football four weeks down the line, we're getting really deep into the future yeah, because right. anything could happen week to week. But the closest thing you could compare to Wake Forest winning out and getting jipped from playing in the college football playoff was UCF that year. Yeah, but UCF was a Group of Five team. Which is understandable. And I think they actually did not play a game because of a hurricane. It was a
1: storm. I think a hurricane.
0: Yeah. So they were down a game, which, look, that wasn't their fault. They still won all the games that were in front of them. But they're a group of five team. They played one less game than the other teams. Therefore, they had one less potential win. And that's the closest thing to this. To me, if you have a power five team that wins out, wins their conference... And they get gypped or they get surpassed by a one loss team, that's crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I I disagree. I mean, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think, you know, I'm always gonna be like the money guy. If I'm looking at the money, I think I think the NCAA is missing out on a lot of money because the casual fan will tune in for the upset. Like yes. if I'm a casual fan, I'm like, Oh, that Bama team's playing again. Eh. But I'm like, Wait for us. Who? Oh, i watch that. You know, it's I think it is what it is, but I think to piggyback off that, like going into my my biggest surprise, man, I did not see this coming. Those boys down in Miami, man, the Miami Hurricanes, yes, they beat. They have bat have had back to back top twenty five wins. They beat North Carolina State last week. They beat Mm -hmm. Pitt this after I just hyped up Pitt last week too. It's just been a bad week. They (laughs) hyped up Pitt last week. I'm just gonna stop talking about your team, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like (laughs) this has just been a rough week for me um man and they played good and so i'm looking at their schedule this is who they have and like you said let's not get four weeks into too far right but the next four weeks they have georgia tech which is a winnable game florida state which is a i mean it's a rivalry game but it's winnable virginia tech justin fuente is on the hot seat there and then uh duke so i'm like Hmm. this team that everybody thought was out of it in miami could potentially finish with the eight and four record if they get a they'll go to a bowl nine and four and then a top 25 finish, which I think, you know, kind of cools the hot seat off of Manny Diaz. Um, but I was really shocked, man. They're playing some good football, that Van Dyke quarterback. He's looking great. Um, I think what helped was one of the running backs went down and they kind of had just like singular focus on one guy. Um, and they, they got some ballers. I mean, Rambo from OU transferred oh, over there as a receiver. Like they got another guy thing that came from Georgia. So they got talent. It's just always like it wasn't clicking. And I think, um, I like De'Aaron King, their quarterback. I I might say, like maybe he might have been holding them back a little bit, um, Mm. because I don't. I think they're trying. They were trying to work um, a system around him that wasn't their system. Mm. Now, you got a guy that runs your system. You know, Van Dyke's kind of mm. what they were probably looking for. I think, you know, Derek's a phenomenal athlete. I think, he you know, he's a good quarterback. Um, but, you know, you needed some spread elements, some zone read. He was an, athlete, he was an athletic kid. Um, and I don't think that's exactly what Miami was trying to do. And so, man, they've been playing some really good football, man. They were my biggest surprise. I watched that game. They picked up Kenny Pickett. I mean, just as the other day, everyone's saying Kenny Pickett was going to be the, um, you know, potential a potential uh first round draft pick right and i don't think so not after that game yesterday man <laughs> miami he almost made him, brought him back he almost he, did he did he almost did but you know almost only counts in horseshoes so <laughs> if almost was a, a, a stat michigan would have three national championships by now so um <laughs> almost doesn't count in this game but yeah that, that was my biggest surprise man i love miami I, I like what they're doing. Shout out to my boy Edwin. He texted me that morning, like, "This is a game you're going to want to look out for." I'm like, "Oh no, I'm I'm watching it," you know, because um, I just really want to see if Pitt could live up to it, because um, I think they potentially would be somebody who might challenge Wake Forest, and I think the conference championship game, um, if I'm correct. Mm, okay.
0: So I All wanted to see it.
1: Yeah, I wanted to see it, um, but after that, man, and what Wake Forest is doing, I just don't think. I just think I think Wake Forest potentially just wins out.
0: You said Wake Forest?
1: Yeah, I think they went out. I think they went out.
0: And and that's the thing. And if you're listening right now, it's not like we're these big ACC guys or anything like that. It's just, one, as a casual, even as a casual college football fan, you you said this a second ago, you're always kind of pulling for the underdog. Mm -hmm. And then as a big-time college football fan, anytime there's a team rising up like this that is different, like what have we seen every year? Every year we've seen Clemson just, Plow through the ACC, mm-hmm. win the ACC championship, take care of business, and it's. I mean, when when you, when you see that four, five, six times in a row, and you see this other like, not not like a Miami or a Florida State. I mean, it's right. Wake Forest. It's a team that doesn't have <laughs> any kind of history of doing this, and you want to pull for them, even if you could care less about. Um, yeah, who's on the team? That record, yeah, any anything about them, and and I think it also opens up a conversation too where. You know, what other universities, if they were making that kind of run, would be in the same boat? Whether it be, I know SMU just lost yesterday. I'm going to actually talk about them here in a minute. But that's a team I've been pretty high on here lately. But And I know it's a group of five team. But I'm just wondering, hey, if they went on this crazy run and took care of Cincinnati here in a few weeks or whatever, would they have been left out? You know, would they yeah. have gotten the same respect that Cincinnati's getting right now? Or is Cincinnati almost exclusively getting all of this respect because they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame? Yeah. I, think I mean, college Nash- game day is going to Cincinnati, Brandon. Like Fresh they're Tulsa, going to Cincinnati yeah, for, for Tulsa. For Cincy Tulsa. You have AM and Auburn <laughs> getting ready to play in a game that could potentially decide. Who represents the West in the SEC championship? Now, there is one other massive domino that has to fall. But this right. game this weekend between those two teams game. could decide that. Yeah. And college game day is going to Cincy, Tulsa.
1: But you got to remember, Cincy was kind of getting hyped since last year. Um it's true. Because I think they finished un- undefeated last year. Maybe they lost one game. I can't remember. Desmond lost Ritter, to Georgia, was, didn't they? In the bowl or something game? like that. Yeah, in the bowl game. Ritter? Yeah, Ritter was a Heisman, you know, hopeful at the top of the season. Luke Fickle's one of the hottest names in the coaching cycle. Like, It's like the perfect storm uh, for Cincinnati right now. Like, all the right pieces are falling into place, have fallen into place. Because you got to figure out that this year, Ritter's gone. He's going to the league. Fickle's definitely gone after this year. I don't think he sticks around to go to the Big 12. I think he goes to a bigger program. And, um, you know, Cincinnati would go back to being a good, you know, seven and five are eight and 14 which they normally i mean they're they're normally a decent group of five football team i just yeah. think everything just kind of fell into place for them this year um coming off of last year and you know they've kind of and then like you said they they got the early they got the win on the road at notre dame and because yes. that's the only thing anybody ever talks about oh they won on the road at notre dame and so that's kind of been their signature win and thank thankfully notre dame's been playing some good football towards the end and of they- the year
0: they keep they, winning. They
1: keep winning, so it makes sense. He looks that much better. Um, right. So that's that's kind of my my whole deal on Cincinnati. I mean, and I guess you know that's why you, we say you play the games. We got four weeks left to kind of figure out how this thing is gonna. Somebody's yeah. gonna fall. Some somebody that's anybody besides the name Georgia is gonna fall. I believe in the next four weeks.
0: Well, and I'm looking at it right now. Cincinnati. They they had eleven win season and eighteen, eleven win season and nineteen. Mm -hmm. 20, they had a 9-1 season, but it was a shortened season of COVID. Their only loss was to Georgia in the bowl game, Mm -hmm. and then now they're 8-0. So I I hear you, yeah. I mean, they've they've sustained some success that is earning them more respect than if they were just a group of five team that was having this flash-in-the-pan type season, which you could make the argument UCF had that year with Frost. Or, yeah, I guess SMU, even though, hey, if Dyke stays around, if he doesn't take one of these other – like tech job or whatever, he he might have them I in that, that same type that. of conversation. Um okay, so let's let's get into overrated disappointments. I've got an overrated and a disappointment this week. Yeah. I don't have am an I overrated? Rated, what'd you say? I don't even have an
1: overrated this week. <laughs>
0: My overrated, and you know, you know, you know, Brandon, who I'm going to say. And people who have been listening to us (laughs) since the beginning know who I'm going to say. Anyone who's watching us for the first time or listening to us for the first time. I have an ongoing beef with the Iowa State fan base. And it goes back to week zero. So get on my Twitter line at It's Trey Smith. You see it right here. If you're watching, it's right here underneath my my me uh, (laughs) right there okay at it's trey smith go and scroll back to week zero and look at the interaction between me and that fan base and you'll know why there is a beef or you can go back and listen to our first couple of episodes of the blue bloods college game time podcast we're on spotify we're on apple and all the other platforms wherever you get your podcasts so I'm picking Iowa State as my overrated team of the week because mm. ISU has pretty much been playing the hokey pokey with the top 25 all year, right? It's like you yeah. put the Cyclones in, then take the Cyclones out. <laughs> you put the Cyclones in just to take them right back out. It's like yeah. they get in, they start off as what, number seven, I think? They were number they seven. Were number they were seven. Then they're in two weeks out of the top 25 altogether. Then mm. they climb themselves back into the top 25. I think they were number 22. Um, they were 22 yesterday. Yeah, number 22 on Saturday and lost to West Virginia, who really, I mean, it's not like they're having this great season to to boast about or anything like that. And now they're right back out. I mean, I didn't officially look for Iowa State. I guess I can peek down here real quick just to check. No,
1: they're out, bro. You don't have to look. I can Yeah, tell. they are <laughs> not
0: in. So <clears throat> I got Iowa State. ISU, I know I've got some probably, I know it's a little personal with me and that team and fan base. (laughs) I mean, I actually like Matt Campbell, but I just I love the city. That's my overrated team. And then my disappointment, uh, I alluded to this earlier, but SMU, man, I was so looking forward. I was heartbroken. Yeah, I was looking forward to a 10-0 versus 10-0 SMU Cincy matchup. Now that's one that I think would be worthy of a game day visit. That that would have been that would have been electric. That would have been electric. But they lost to Houston. Dana Holgerson. Hey, and that tells you about West Virginia, the team that that just beat Iowa State. That their coach left to go Go take a group of five job
1: (laughs) after being in a Power Five conference.
0: Uh huh. At Houston, and it wasn't like he wasn't having success at West Virginia. Um, or didn't, didn't get any success. I mean, I guess maybe when he left, I don't know what his record was that season, but, uh, they definitely aren't near the relevancy level right now as they were when Holgerson was their coach. Right. Um, but he's at Houston now and man, that game, I'm not going to say it was a walk-off kick return TD, even though it kind of was a walk-off kick return TD, just crazy, man. SMU was down pretty, pretty, you know, pretty big early. They fought mm-hmm. back, came back, tied it up. I actually had that on one of my screens. I was I was in triple screen action, I think. I think I had last night. At that point in time, I had Ole Miss Auburn, Ohio State, Penn State, and then SMU Houston. And I look oh, over wonderful. and I see that dude take it to the house to give him the lead. And yeah, I had to
1: catch up on that. I was in pitch black. We had a power outage on my block last night. So that's went, right. midway through the old miss game, it's just like complete man. Like, and I thought I didn't pay my electric bill, so I was so nervous. I was like, Did I not pay my electric bill? <laughs> that's so unlike me. <laughs> and then I go in the hallway and it's like pitch black. I was like, oh, okay. It's a and I hear some I live in the city, so I hear this guy he's like, What the F? The power's <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I guess it's
0: a block well, outage. not just so me. I'm so, yeah, good. it's not
1: just me. Yeah, so no, I, I I I had to catch up on all that yesterday. I, I mean, this morning, and I was like, uh, oh, I really want SMU to kind of keep it going.
0: Yeah, well, SMU though today they're still in the top twenty-five. I still think that game against Cincinnati is—it's obviously still a huge game, especially even if it's a nine and one SMU versus a ten and zero Cincy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not the same type of impacts and ramifications as, as if they were both ten and zero, but still looking forward to that. Hopefully, SMU can shake this off. But then Houston's another team you got to look at and go. I think now they're seven and one, so seven they and one could and win 20. out. I mean, you've got some, you've got some parity, some parity there in that league. And I don't know. I always like seeing teams like Houston or SMU if if when bowl season rolls around, if they could pull a matchup with like a Texas or a Texas A and M or mm-hmm. you know an Arkansas or. A, I'm not gonna say Texas Tech necessarily this year, but just just something where you could get back or Baylor even. Um yeah. get one of those old Southwest classic games in a bowl game. I personally, just as a as a you know, kind of college football uh historian in my own right, <laughs> like I I appreciate born you and raised in Texas Conference, my whole man. life. I love the Southwest Conference. You know, the Southwest Conference was still a thing when I first started watching college football, at least my earliest memories of it. And so anyways, you know, when I'm playing my NCAA 14 (laughs) dynasty, you know, I always create my super conference and I have the Big 12 becomes the North and the South. But the North is the old school Big 8 and the South is the old school Southwest Conference. So (laughs) if you're still into that.
1: Hey, I I, I had to avenge some losses yesterday on NCAA. Speaking of avenging (laughs) losses, my biggest disappointment. (sighs) Let it out. Michigan. 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 One, okay, let me start out like this. I'm proud of myself. Because there used to be a time where that would wreck my entire week. (laughs) But (laughs) as you guys know from former episodes, if you've listened, my dad has a rule. Uh, shout out to Tommy Brooker. He texted me the other day. He's like, I just remembered your dad's rule. Those guys aren't thinking about you after they lost. They're not thinking about you. They don't care. I mean, they're hurting at their loss, and there's probably a little bit more involved in the loss in college football, but no one's thinking like we let Brandon Holmes down. So I was upset for maybe 30 minutes. You know, I had to block a troll in my DMs. There's this, mm. there's this guy, he's like – since college has been fascinated with blowing me up whenever Michigan loses. I don't know why it's just like point in life. So I just block them. You know, I'm here for banter, but when it gets annoying and trolling, I'll block you. Mm. Here's my thing with Michigan, man. And this, I'm not going to sit here and blame the refs. I'm not going to do that. A lot of fans did. Um, I do think it was terrible officiating if I'm being out. There was some terrible missed calls. And this is, but this is where I, I'm really disappointed, Trey. Great game, great game. It'll go down as probably one of the best games. The last game I remember like that was the TJ Ducket game in like 2001, where they actually ran the clock out, but they were at Michigan State, and the 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 clock extended like a half second longer mm. for them to snap the ball and TJ Ducket scores. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't going into it. I go, we're at State. So I know some stuff is going to be silly. It always happens this way. It's Halloween weekend. This mm. was why I'm disappointed um, because they're they they're not a better team. Like when I when I'm watch I'm watching the game, and I and I I believe I'm an objective fan. I'm watching the game, and I'm like outside of Kenneth Walker, who really had just kind of like seven five big runs. Mm. They played a great game. Michigan really kind of was in control. It's the thing that has disappointed me about horrible teams. We um, our touchdown conversion rate is like fifty six percent. So we have like eighty percent in the red zone, but we're only fifty six. Only so only half of those we score touchdowns. Mm. And this is where I'm watching the game. I think we were texting. You can go through my Twitter feed. It's on me right now. If you want to go look back, (laughs) I said it. I said real be Holmes, real be Holmes. I said it the whole game. I said you got to put them out early. If you let them hang around, they're going to think they can win this thing, and they probably will. Because mm-hmm. that's Mel Tucker's whole thing. We're going to the deep. And if yeah. I can keep you, he has those guys believing. If we hang in the game long enough, they're going to beat themselves. And so, realistically, the game comes down to two plays. Uh, if you really, if I really want to get technical, three. The first play that that we miss is first quarter. We just score. We get the ball back. We stop him. I mean, dominant. We throw the wheel route to Blake Coram on third and four. He drops it. Blake Coram runs a four four laser 40. He's the one of the fastest dudes in the Big Ten. If he catches that, I think the closest guy is 15 yards away. That's six. There's no Mm -hmm. way. That's six. I texted you that I was like, that's six. That puts the foot on the neck right there, out of the gate. You can't stop us. This is the call that I'm. This is where the second play that I said, and I said it when it happened, I tweeted it, go check my Twitter, this might cost us the game. Going into halftime when we got the strip sack fumble for a touchdown. Because what did we lose by? Mm. Four points. We lost by – I said it. When it happened, I go, if we lose the game, it comes back. Because it's not just about the points to me in that moment. The momentum was – slowly creeping towards Michigan slowly. And that play right there, my friend was texting me cause he's at the game. He goes, that play took the life out of here. Yeah. Like at that point, Michigan's making momentum. They're scoring. They can't really stop us. You hit that. Cause in my mind, you hit that play, you kick it off. They go into halftime. And then we come back out and score after halftime. Like we did games over done. You're, you're done.
0: Hey, you're done. Two things on that. First, what a horrible call! Horrible. I mean, what a horrible call! Might be the worst call, horrible, of the season to this point. And this is coming from like to me as a Razorback fan. This that that call reminded me of the Auburn game last year, Arkansas Auburn, when Bo Nick spiked it behind and fumbled. Arkansas recovers. Everyone is still clearly playing. Out the rest of the play and they right. still uh overturned it or, or didn't even overturn it they just they 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 let Auburn keep possession okay it was it was bad or worse than that the the also think that uh the running back Michigan State's running back who I mean this is another conversation but what what a Heisman moment for him yeah good job um, Walker but that first touchdown well, he flipped the ball he flipped he, it, was it out. out it was it was out but without getting into that, that's not my second thing. My second thing was this I was texting you. If Michigan can go down here and score a touchdown and not mm-hmm. have to settle for three, I was like, it's a wash. You're it's good. A wash. All is Damn. well. When they kicked that field goal to go into half, sure, it was still good. I mean, it's better than not because then they, they kicked a field goal going into half. Yeah, they correct? kicked a the field goal going into half. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I just thought, that's it. Like, It's not that that's it. It's, that's all Michigan State needed.
1: That's
0: all, that's all they, they needed is just to keep them from scoring, and and they're going to come out the second half thinking they can win. And that and that's
1: my thing. So I, and I say all that. And I I love these guys, man. This has been one of my favorite Michigan teams to follow. I'm still going to follow them. I think there's still a chance. Um, this is what I'll say, even though I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed because I kept replaying the game in my mind at the end of the day. And outside of that play, it come, This is the third play. Peyton Thorne has played pedestrian the entire game, entire mm-hmm. game. That fourth down throw where he threw the most perfect ball over our five-star yes. safety. Like, and it was beautiful defense. There was yes. nothing he could do about that. Nothing. If he doesn't complete that play. So, it. and it's funny, you know, we've played football in high school. They always say it comes down to like three plays in a game. It's about yes. three different plays. Those three plays change the trajectory of the game. Blake Coram doesn't catch that ball, changes it. That call and against the fumble sack changes it, and that per, I mean it was a he did not make a great throw in the entire, but that one throw and when he when he made that throw I I'm sitting here on my couch and I go that's it mm. that's all they needed and my disappointment is this though it's like it's it's just kind of what you expect as a Michigan fan I texted you that I texted mm. you I was like it's over like and I wasn't trying to be like oh what was me I just Knew it. Like you could just. It was one of those games where you could feel. The longer they stayed in it, the more they believed. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of sitting there, waiting. I was like, when is the shoe going? When is when is it? When is it going to drop? Because it, something's going to happen. And I mean, I feel bad, man. That JJ fumbles that ball, and I even said that if he doesn't fumble the ball, I still think we win. We we're moving the ball. We probably mm. gonna get another field goal. We're up. If we get a field goal in that drive, we're up by ten with three minutes to go. I don't. I don't think we lose that. So it was. It's disappointing because I just want Harbaugh to win those games, man. Like, it just yeah. feels like we're always on the other end of that. Yeah. And for Mel Tucker to come in, thank God he's leaving next year. I don't care what anybody <laughs> from Michigan State is thinking. They do not have the pocketbooks to keep that man in the game. They, there's no way he's standing East Lansing. He is the hottest coach in America right now. The hottest coach. The yeah. hottest name. I think he is a shoe-in for the LSU job and i've been doing my research all week. LSU people love I think he's a shoe in for it to be in Baton Rouge next year. It's just disappointing, man, and at this point i think the disappointment as a Michigan fan is where do you go from here? Cuz if you if you fire Harbaugh, who do you hire? Um man. you 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 don't really get much better than Harbaugh and to his defense and i'm a, i'm objective. It's i can't he's caught the Big 10 at the most, the probably the best run we've ever had as a conference. You have arguably Urban Meyer who's gonna go now, let's just say one of the top three college football coaches, won, let's say top five,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where he created a machine at Ohio State.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You get the D'Antonio years at Michigan State, which was a run in itself. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of come into this era of the Big Ten where it's just like these two programs are humming on all cylinders. And even though D'Antonio dropped, people would like to say, He didn't leave the cover bare. Like, you just needed a culture shifter, which was Mel Tucker was. Right, And um, it's just disappointing, man, as a Michigan. I'm still going to watch, but that is – it was just disappointing because I I can say we were the better team, and that's me just being pure. Athlete on athlete, our true freshman receiver, damn it. We we were the better team. It came down to three plays, and I knew it. I said it all game. It's going to come down to one or two plays, and it did – and once again, we were on the other side of those plays. So I'm not going to blame officiating. I just I just hope we can pull it together. And um, all I need for Christmas this year, bro, all I need, all I need, all I need. I'll be good for a decade if we just beat Ohio State this year. <laughs> that's all I care about. Just please, go beat Ohio. Please, so that's my biggest disappointment, guys. I know normally I talk about other things. But I had to get that off my chest. I'm glad you were able to
0: get that off your chest. Um, (laughs) I had to get it off my chest. (laughs) And you made me think of a teaser. We're going to have a Blue Bloods Fish report uh, quick video this week um, on the Texas job. And one of the dominoes I think that impacts that is what you just said, which was Mel Tucker to LSU. And let me just remind our listeners, especially if you're new, go back and listen to some of our early episodes. Yeah. We've been talking about Mel Tucker for a while. We all didn't season. just jump on him all of a sudden whenever he was 6-0, and 7-0. No, we've been talking about him since an early season win, maybe against Northwestern in like a Friday night no, game it was the very that first no game. one cared about. Very first game against Northwestern, man. Remember that? And I was talking mm-hmm. about that team played with a kind of inspiration that took mm-hmm. on the personality of their head coach. And now here we are. He's he's the national media's darling right now. Oh, um, and that dude. I put something up on my Twitter where he I just he had this look, and he went. I'm just going, man. Like, but when like, I saw like,
1: that, I saw that emotion. I said, they're winning. Like when I saw him do that going into yes. the fourth quarter, I was like, oh my god, he. That's is- a. I'm That's a guy you want to play for. I'm going to yeah. run through a brick
0: wall. <laughs> right. I'm going to set myself on fire. Yeah. Like <laughs>
1: I'm, I'll do whatever it takes, <laughs> we man. We need me to do coach. Right. I'll do whatever it takes. Listen, man, I wish Michigan would hire a guy like that. That'd be nice. Mm. But so shout out to Mel Tucker, man. I'm a fan. Outside of when we play, I actually root for the guy. It's good to see success. Um, Absolutely. End, so. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, B. Holmes, let's get to the true minute drill. All right. This All week's right. true minute drill. Hey, it, you may not even need a full minute. I don't know if I'm will yet, but I don't. Hey, Hugh Freeze makes his return coming to back Oxford home, to the Grove. He's coming Baby. back to the Grove, and if y'all don't know, B. Homes, he contributes uh, video content to the Grove Report, which is Ole Miss's uh, Sports Illustrated site. Yep. And and uh, he's 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 been pretty in tune with them throughout the course of this season. I become a fan. And he's become a fan. I, I love, fan. though, this story. Hugh Freeze is coming back home to face off against Lane Kiffin. I mean, it's like this, this, this seems like it could be the story of the weekend. You've got yeah. that going on. You've got AM Auburn possibly playing in a game with SEC West, you know, ramifications. Yep. And meanwhile, college game day is going to be in Cincinnati covering <laughs> the Bearcats playing Tulsa.
1: Tulsa. So the Golden Hurricanes.
0: Right. You you want to go first? You want me yeah, to go, I'll go first? I'll,
1: I'll go first, man.
0: Okay, if it's your first time listening or watching, we have a deal where we start on the whistle, end on the buzzer. Be Holmes, here we go. Ready!
1: Well, man, I am super excited about this weekend. You know, Hugh Freeze coming back. I'm going to call it the Holy War. You got Hugh Freeze coming over from Liberty, which is a private Christian university, and you got Lane Kiffin. Both of these guys cannot stay out of national headlines, and I am loving this matchup, man. You have the potential... Heisman candidate and Matt Corral, if he can rally off the last couple years, you have the potential number one quarterback off the board and Malik Willis and everybody should be talking about that. But you know what we're going to talk about? Lane Kiffin. Versus Hugh Freeze. We know how Hugh left out of Ole Miss, but you know what? He also left with a strong winning record. Lane Kiffin has been brought in as the savior to resurrect that program from the dead. And I don't find it, you know, naive or kind of whatever. I'm, I'm missing the word right now. But that you're bringing this Christian University in to play against Ole Ole Miss, man. It is the holy war. You got the guy who's going to resurrect it, the guy who took it down, who is redeeming himself at this university, and I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. I like Ole Miss to win by a touchdown.
0: And that wasn't even supposed to be a pick but that's what I got, and my time's up. There it is. Boom. True minute drill. Man, you you hit it all. You said it all. I'm going to just see if I got anything to add. (laughs) I've got nothing prepared for this segment other than it's going to be a national headline. Mm -hmm. Here we go, start on the whistle, end on the buzzer. Okay, I guess all I really have to say on this is I'm thinking about an Ole Miss program that pretty much got driven into the ground by Coach Ed Orgeron, right? Houston Nut kind of pulled it out for a couple seasons there, but then he, right back to where Orgeron left it, but it was Hugh Freeze that came to town, re- revitalized, or I don't even say revitalized. I mean, he brought in a type of recruiting that I don't think the program had ever seen in its history. Look at the NFL right now. Look at the NFL landscape and the footprint from Ole Miss that is there. That's mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze. Guys like A. A.J. Brown, guys like D.K. Metcalf. I don't know where or when they came in as it pertains to when uh, Hugh Freeze ended up having to move on and leave, and, and, you know, we all know how that story played out. How will Hugh Freeze be received by the Ole Miss fan base? That's what I want to see. And then, I don't know, man, crazier things could happen. Could this man possibly come in and upset his old school, the program that he brought to national prominence?
1: I love it. That was good. That was good. I think it's going to be a great game, man. I think it's going to be, hopefully it's electric. We'll see how Matt Corral's ankles hang up.
0: It up should not week. be a great game, though, technically. It should it be. It should be an Ole Miss blowout, right? I mean, it should be. It should be. Okay. It should be. It should be. But crazier, this
1: is post-COVID college football season. <laughs> this Crazier things have happened.
0: Well, B. Holmes, uh, hit it's them it, with the man. socials. Um, yeah. And All we'll right, wrap guys, this thing up. Well, hey, man, thank you guys for
1: joining us for another episode, man. We love that you guys are supporting us, man. Great things have happened. We we haven't even been podcasting 90 days, and, man, you guys' support has been crazy. We went from uh, nobody to we're on the Fish Report now. Shout out to Uncle Fish, man. We appreciate you guys. So follow, go subscribe, Fish Sports on YouTube, even if you're yes. scrolling past watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on our Twitter handles below us. It's Trey Smith for Trey, Real yep. B Holmes for me. Then follow the Blue Bloods College Game Time podcast on our socials, man. We're on Instagram at Blue Blood CGT, and we're yes. the new guys on the block, man. We're chasing, yes. changing the trend. We're on TikTok, Blue Blood CGT. I've been thinking of some creative ways to kind of get some more stuff going on there. Um, and man, follow us on all platforms. Share with a friend. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify, all This stuff matters, man. We're excited. We're believing some big things are happening, and they are happening. So thank you guys for being a part of it.
0: And the last thing I'll add is this podcast will be on all those platforms uh, Brandon just mentioned, along with the full video, will be on uh, Uncle Fish's YouTube, Mike Fisher, Sports Illustrated, Fish Sports. It's all, all whatever you things. type it in there. He's the first one that comes up and um, you can, you can find it on the link in our uh, social media bios as well to get there. But I also want to say we will be dropping content daily, fresh and content. The content that we're dropping daily will be fresh content that is not included in this podcast. So if you're someone that just listens through like Apple or Spotify make sure to check Uncle Fish's uh, YouTube channel because we will be posting some videos this week that will not be included uh, as a part of the actual podcast. It's bonus content. Now, it's free. It's not like you have to pay for it. Um, Even though you can subscribe, do a paid subscription to Uncle Fish's YouTube because he's got like the, if you're a Cowboys fan, he's got all the inside information that you need. Um, However... Just know that we will be posting some fresh content daily, talking about some different questions, some different dominoes that could be falling. We will be having one of them this week will be a reaction to – it will be a reaction rankings. to the uh, college football playoff. We also will do our Pick'em episode. Uh, like I said, I was undefeated against the spread. So if you're into that sort of thing, come give us a listen. On, yeah. uh, we'll have another Throwback Thursday this week. Last week's Throwback Thursday, we had a uh, great story told by a former player who played against Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott's first uh, ever start in a bowl game. That's gotten yeah. some great feedback on Uncle Fish's YouTube. If you haven't watched that one, go watch it. Those videos too, they're they're like three to seven minutes. So it's not like, short, obviously man. this is like the whole enchilada. You get almost an hour worth of us just talking. But those quick videos, man, we just give you a quick hot take, a quick reaction, whatever it is. So um, be staying tuned as well because our, our recap videos that get up on all the Fan Nation pages, we're going to put those on the YouTube as well. Um, uh, we've got Ole Miss and Texas up there right now. And then uh, you'll see soon – uh, the Arnold's Washington football week. team, Atlanta and Falcons Atlanta. Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys So anyways, that's all I got, that's all we got B-Holmes, are we good? Hey man, yeah,
1: we love you guys man Enjoy your wins, sulking your sorrows And until next week fellas And ladies, especially the ladies Thank you guys for checking us out too we, We're we inclusive over college. here at Blue Blood TGT. Hey. We love everybody College football hey. I love March Madness hey. Man, I love college